welcome to the Magical Girl's Guide to Life, a disgustingly girly podcast by a disgustingly girly adult. <laughs> and I'm joined here today with the queen of comics, Shauna. <laughs> so Shauna, please tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why you're so awesome. Oh my gosh, thank you, Jackie. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name is Shauna Jake Grant, and I'm cartoonist that creates cuteness. Um, I'm a born and raised New Yorker, lifelong Sailor Moon fan, and now I'm currently creating graphic novels for Scholastic and First Second, and it's pretty much my dream job. I just Aww. have always loved drawing and just making like really cute things, so it's nice to be able to make comics for kids and stuff. And yeah. Oh, yay! <laughs> and now you've been doing My Little Pony, right? Yeah, that's a new one. Um, I'm not sure like how much My Little Pony stuff I'm going to do, but I did write an issue for the new um, comic series, and that came out this week, January the what, what, fourth, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that's like my first time like writing for like a monthly comic. Like I've done covers before for like um when they have the Adventure Time comic series, I did a couple covers for that. Um, and I also did a cover for a future issue of My Little Pony, where I got to Ooh. design um, a pony created by T. Franklin. And I think you'll like her. She's really, really cute. So yeah. I'm excited for that issue to come out too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> pony gang. Okay, so let's go down memory lane because yes. I want to talk about Princess Love Pond. <laughs> Yes, because that comic inspired me so much, oh. obviously. That's why, one of the reasons why I was like, oh, I can create my own Black Magical Girls because yes. I saw yours. And so <laughs> please tell us what inspired you, like what got you into creating and what inspired you to go out and create something that is just yours. Okay, so I mean... All right, so I went to school for comics. I'm sorry, I hit my mic. Um, and I went to the School of Visual Arts for cartooning. I graduated in 2011. And after that, me and my friends, we didn't have, like, jobs or anything. So we were like, yeah. why not go to anime conventions full time? Like, what's stopping us? So hey. that's what we did. <laughs> that's what we did for, I think, maybe five years, I want to say. That's all I did. Or four, yeah. no, four years I did that. And it got to the point where it's like, yeah, this is cool and all, but I don't want to like travel to conventions forever because it's really tiring and I'm a very delicate mm -hmm. girl. Um, so I Felt wanted that. to do comics. Like that's what I went to school for. Like I really want to do comics. So, you know, the best way to get into comics is to just draw comics. So I wanted to make a web comic because that's the cool thing to do. And, um, it's still a cool thing to do. So, yeah. um, honestly, it came down between two ideas. And one of them was an idea started in college called Opanda, which was like a superhero comic and very comedic about a panda that was a superhero and his cheerleader psychic who was kind of like the straight man because everybody just saw the panda for like <laughs> it's just normal guy no more superhero and the cheerleader was like what is wrong with you people um so i was like i really like to draw in comics for that but then i was like 
I also really want to draw something that's just like really cute and girly and shoujo because I just always loved shoujo and romance stories and again like I love Sailor Moon, you know, I love Captain yes. Sakuran and, and all of that. So um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna draw something cute. That's where my mind is pulling me. So um, I started developing Princess Love Pawn and it's a magical girl series because again I love magical girls. And um, the reason that it's fully pink, like it's very, very pink is I didn't want to do a comic where I had to like color, full color everything because I'm very <laughs> delicate. <and> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll make it pink. Like, um, have you seen like the, like the Japanese uh, phone book size manga, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like each section was like just printed in like a monochrome color. So I'm like, yeah, I'll make it feel like that, you know, I'll just, you know, put the little screen tone in it and everything. And yeah. um, gosh, what exactly, um, the thing that like got me started with like the idea of Princess Lapon and her whole thing of protecting people's hearts, literally, it was just like, um the image of like just having like a heart in your hand or something you know like yeah. like sometimes you feel so bad that you're like man i wish i could just take this out of me temporarily because yes. i'm just like exhausted yes. oh my gosh yes yes like, i don't want to feel for a few hours please yeah so it was like okay like what if somebody like had to actually like protect like that yeah <laughs> heart you know and then like with the dark queen it was like on the opposite end of like what yeah these bad feelings are collected in this heart like what if you just ate it and just like you know it's, it's also gone in, in a different kind of way right so yeah. um and then my main character leah who transforms into princess lapan um i made her a high school student who's like you know about to graduate in the next year and she just has like no idea what she's going to do you know which is like mm -hmm. something a lot of kids go through because not everybody like leaves high school being like yeah i know like what track i want to be on and everything so mm. i was like well like what if she just fills that void with being a magical girl because we've all yes. had dreams of being like <laughs> a magical girl and so now she has like this magical adventure going on but also she's like literally taking care of everybody else mm. um like because she's protecting people's like hearts and helping them through all their like emotions and everything you know so her personal life kind of starts to get to the wayside like um she starts a romance with lewis who she always had a crush on and then she has her friendship with her best friend rachel yeah. and you know the idea because I, I honestly didn't get that far into it but the idea was that as it goes on um leah would just find it hard to like juggle like her secret life of being a magical girl with mm. you know trying to you know maintain her new relationship as well as give attention you know to her friendships and like what happens when all that goes like out of balance you know and just lots of like hurt feelings and discovery and yeah um but like the main thing of it is like I like the idea of magical girl stories being like um, a journey of, of growth and discovery, mm -hmm. you know? So I always feel like at the end of a magical girl's journey, like 
she won't be a magical girl anymore because she's made it to adulthood. She's like secure in herself and she needed that magic and that adventure to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of was like the route of Princess Love Pond, like just circling down to, you know, um, self-love and accepting that you can't have a black and white world of, you know, just happy feelings and, and mm. getting rid of all the bad feelings. Like it has to coexist and you, you just have to work through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I that love was... that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it so much. <laughs> and I feel like it's so important um, because yeah, a lot of times we try to like run away from bad feelings. Um, but they're just a part of life that you gotta yeah. learn. You gotta learn to like tap into that inner magic to kind of move through the bad times too. So yeah, yeah, no, I love that so much. And I love, love, love seeing like a black girl <laughs> transforming oh into a magical girl. Yeah. When I started it, I had, like, no idea, like, what was going to become of it. But I guess, mm -hmm. like, at the time, there really wasn't a lot of magical girl stories that starred, like, Black girls. And especially, like, dark-skinned Black girls. I always mm -hmm. feel like that's really important to show um, dark-skinned Black girls in a positive and, and girly light. Because we just don't get that representation. So, mm. like, it kind of, like, blew up. And which yeah. I'm grateful for, because again, I started it to like, just show that I could draw comics and mm -hmm. it's really is the reason why I'm working with the publishers that I'm working with because, you know, they saw my comic work and they were like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, do you want to do middle grade books? And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I want to do. But, um, yeah, like that's incredible. Uh... <laughs> Look at that journey. You went from creating something like for yourself <laughs> and now look at you creating things for like millions of people. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it it is. It's um it was, it's really interesting. Like I still get like emails from people like, What happened to Princess Lapon? And I'm just like, Oh, my books, you know. Aww. Like secretly, it's like, oh, there's a whole stuff I could tell you, but you don't really need to know. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <Felt that. laughs> it's it's a lot um like, you know, doing something that you really like and then realizing, mm -hmm. oh my god, there's like a huge audience. Mm -hmm. Am I performing for myself or am I now performing for all these people? And what if I disappoint Ooh. them? <laughs> Let's talk about that because I go through that pretty often myself too. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't let people down. All these people are like expecting like amazing stories and things for me. So how do you deal with like that level of like expectation and like anticipation and excitement for your project? I go in a hidey hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, it really helps having like a support group, you know, like mm -hmm. I have those people close to me that can like keep me going on. Um, like when I was working on Princess Love Pond, like towards like when I, the end of me stopping it, it was just like, wasn't enough of me there to keep moving forward because it was mm. just like oh my god like my updates are lacking I feel so bad and I feel so bad that I don't want to work on it now and it's just like that cycle 
But um, at that time also is when I started to sign on to do like books for other publishers and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, now I have a reason to like not be able to do this anyway, because now I have to actually <laughs> do something else for, you know, like I'm getting paid here to do this. But um, but even like working for a publisher wasn't easier either. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh gosh, I hope I don't get in book. But this is my book, um, Rosa Parks and hey. Claudette Colvin. Um, <laughs> it just came out this week. Um, so you, everybody could buy it in stores. It's really great. But this is actually like the yeah. first graphic novel that I drew for a publisher. And like the pressure was like intense. Mm. You know, it's just like, wow, this is my dream job. So I should be like really excited and love every minute of it. But honestly, it was like really hard because it was the yeah. first time I was working with a writer and it was mm. her first time writing for comics as well. And then with the subject matter being like the civil rights movement, mm. and it really goes into like the nitty gritty of like a, a bunch of different events that happened where it was just like, oh, okay. And yeah. it's like, um, I didn't want to like disappoint anyone. I'm like, wow, I'm working on this important story with my favorite yeah. publisher and I got, I just got like so depressed that no. it stopped for a while, but my publisher yeah. was so sweet. They were like, you know what? We know how it is for your first book. If you need time, it's okay. Yeah. You can take a break. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that they understood because that makes a world of a difference. Like if you're working with people who are empathetic and like, get it um and i can say for for my book i work with publishers who were like very like they were so chill (laughs) i was like you're not breathing down my neck you know (laughs) um and so it was nice to like work it's nice to work with people who get you and so i'm glad that i'm glad that first of all that you were brave enough to even tell them that you like like i can't do this right now and then i'm happy that they received it well yeah, they, I'm really happy to like, yeah. they're so sweet. Like I'm grateful. Like all the people I've worked with so far in the industry has been like really super, super sweet to me and just yeah. so kind and receiving. So I'm like just super Aww. happy. And then, yeah, yeah like I have so much. Going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that like, um the writer that was her first time working with um an artist because you know I can't draw I used to be able to but I can't currently draw so <laughs> you know I've worked with with artists and I will say like it it is like um how would you what would I call it a delicate dance <laughs> you know yeah. yeah because as the writer like you have to be as descriptive as possible um and I think you also have to understand that the artist, their heart and soul is going to be in this too. And so I know working with um, Venus Bambisa, that's the, the artist I work with most and working with him, like he'll throw out suggestions um, for his vision for, for things. And I'm like, hmm, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and so for anyone who's listening, who's like not an artist, but wants to get into comics, like just throwing that out there that it is possible but you also have to share your vision with the artist. So Mm -hmm. tidbit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about 
Mm, magical girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me your absolute faves and how they inspire your work. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, again, Sailor Moon is like, <laughs> I can't explain it. You know, it's so weird because I know when I was 10 years old, like I liked Sailor Moon, but also Pokemon was my world. And yeah. now I'm like, Sailor Moon just fills me with so much dopamine whenever I see it. Like, I don't want to get like, oh, no, I'm going to go there. It's like a spiritual experience when I yes. think about Sailor Moon. Like, the nostalgia from my childhood, but also like the meaning behind the story, you know, what it's focused about, like just friendship and, you know, the power of love and kindness. And it's mm. like, it's just, oh, I also get so, so that's my absolute, absolute fave. Um, yes. I also liked watching um, Card Captor Sakura, and hey. I finally got around to reading <laughs> the manga a few years ago, and I was like, this was so cute. It took me so long. Um, <laughs> I love her outfit. So it's so nice. Oh my god, yes. it was so hard to like choose between like do I stick with one outfit or do a changed outfit? Like Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it's a great idea. Yes. Um I have to have to make a shout out for Princess Tutu because that one also like really inspired like the feel I wanted for um Princess Lapon. Because I just yeah. loved how like it's a magical girl, but it wasn't like fighting and stuff. It was like dancing mm -hmm. and healing and I just, I love, I love stuff like that. Um, gosh, Tokyo yeah. Mew Mew. Like, I need to watch the new Cute. anime. But I was, <laughs> I was up there collecting every volume and it came yeah. out when I was younger. Loved it. Gosh, I don't know. It's just. It's so hard to keep up with anime now for yeah, some reason. I, I can't try. Yeah, uh, I'm so behind on everything. Like, I think the last thing I watched was Wonder Egg Priority. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one? I have not watched it. I've watched YouTube videos about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 about like about the ending. The ending was kind of yeah, but you know, you should watch it. <laughs> it looks really pretty, and I like the idea yeah. of it. It's it's very magical, girly. I like I like I like it. So, yeah, nice. it was like magical girls, mental health, just yeah, friendship and love, put in a blender. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, those themes are just perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think the most recent one I tried to watch was Vinland Saga, and then I mm. stopped and I started watching Yu Yu Hakusho and Anna. And so I don't know, oh. will I ever get to a recent anime? Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is Nana? Is that how you pronounce it? I yeah, it Nana, Nana, Nana. Like Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Nana. Never seen it. I guess Nana is how. We, oh my god, you never saw it? No, and everybody yeah. talks about it. Yeah, you have to watch it. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I'm really sad. Like the story of the creator is is very tragic. She's like oh. no with us. Um but like Nana is such a good story. Like um Yeah. It's about, you know, it's, it's a shoujo. It's a lot of romance in it. But really it's about the friendship between the two Nanas as they, you know, they meet each other in Tokyo yeah. and they start living together and bonding and you know, it's your early 20s, discovering the world mm. and falling in love and, and all that. And it's just, it's, I think it's still aged pretty well. Like, the, the okay. anime is on Hulu. Like, totally give it a shot. Um, yeah. 
My no, only I'm gonna watch because the outfits look good. Yes. I mean, if you <laughs> like that outfit, you should definitely check out Paradise yeah. Kiss as well. Mm. Oh my god. Okay. Right, What's so, that one about? So uh, oh my god, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> gosh yeah i get that i get that like one of my favorite anime ever is penguin drum i don't know if you've seen it it has some yes. magical girl aspects yeah and i've seen it like six times and people are like what's it about i'm like i don't know <laughs> i have no idea okay that's fair because penguin yeah. drum was like what was going on yeah it yeah. was pretty nice. it was nice <laughs> it was very beautiful and the music yes. ugh amazing but you know the director but... for penguin john like he, he used to work on sailor moon oh yeah that's probably oh. why you like him yeah that's <laughs> that it. probably is why i like yeah, it <laughs> pretty pretty positively sure yeah um, course, i can't tell you what his name is like i could google it but i'm yeah sure. trust yeah um he did uh utena <laughs> if you watch revolution oh, yeah. girl utena um and then he did uh yuri kuma arasi I don't know if I'm saying right. I don't think I've heard. I call of it that my one. gay bear show, but um, yeah. it's it's very magical, girly, and very like metaphorical, sapphics love story, like with bears. Okay, um, okay. But all the things it's... I like, <laughs> even even the bear. <laughs> I think he, this most recent one, um, it's more with boys, because um, I feel like a lot of his stuff dealt with like a lot of girls, but his most recent yeah. anime was with like guys that turned into kappas and it was like some kind oh. of like evil amazon thing going on um hmm. he's out there so I yeah <laughs> but I, I like his vibe you know i'll yeah. always check out what he does and might not vibe with every single one but it's cool yeah and sailor moon <laughs> hey and we like that <laughs> yeah. okay so circling back to comics, yes, yes. because I completely forgot to ask, because the people <laughs> listening are like probably interested in the breaking into comics. Like, yeah. what would your advice be for somebody who is an artist? Um, maybe they just graduated or maybe any anywhere along their journey in life. They're like, I want to make comics. What advice would you give them? Okay, so uh, my first, first advice is to have patience. Um, so when I was still in college, I took a portfolio class with Becky Clunan, who's mm -hmm. an artist that works for like Marvel and stuff. She's really, really amazing. And um, she told us that it took her maybe like, I forget exactly the number, but like five to nine years to really fully break into comics after oh, wow. she left college. So I think it wasn't until she was like 29 that she was like, could say like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the comic industry. So mm. I always had that at the back of my head. And ironically, like I was around like 28, 29 when I made my first book deal. So I was hey. like, oh, <laughs> so be patient. <laughs> you know, like um, I know sometimes you see people that are younger than you and they're like, wow, how are they doing all this amazing stuff? It doesn't matter. Like there are people who have their debut graphic novel like in their 40s and it's still splendid. So so be mm -hmm. patient and keep working at it. And most importantly, after that is to draw comics. If you want to draw comics, like what editors are going to look for is do you know how to do sequential art? And can you do good sequential art for like 
20, 30, 40 pages, you know, on and all makes sense, right? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's easy to start with web comics, um, which is a whole nother conversation because things are changing so much. I feel like an old lady, oh. um, but you can, <laughs> you can also do um, like indie comics, um, self-published zines, you know, like just mini comics. There we go. That's where yeah. mini comics, which is kind of like what I turned like princess love pond into. I would just like print out a chapter and sell it at cons, like a little mini comic. Um, so you could do things that way too. And then posting on social media is really, really helpful. Like I've had, I have a girlfriend that, um, broke into a children's book because of Twitter. Um, oh. I don't know what's happening with Twitter now, so I can't promise you anything in the future, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt to put your, you know, you know, you want people to see your art mm. and then, um, yeah. And, and be like really inviting, you know, like be friendly. Um, when I got my deal with first second, I, and I have two, actually, I'm working on my memoir with them right now, but, um, a memoir. Met, yes, yes. <laughs> it's been like in the works for like years and I'm finally like, I have time. I can do this now. So hey, it's, it's going to be cute. That. It's like internet romance in the early 2000s on Ooh. AOL instant messenger. If you remember those days, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> conventions and showing my books and just being like really pink and adorable and inviting um editors go to conventions too to look for mm. you know new talent and that's how i was approached by one editor who is the one that actually was like you should do a memoir and i'm like okay and then with my rosa parks book i actually got reached out through email because again that editor knew of my work because they saw my webcomic um i was also applying to different anthologies um i did a lot of dirty diamonds which was an all-female um, comic book anthology. I'm not sure if they're still running, but they were such mm -hmm. amazing people. And it was just, you know, it's just nice to be able to like say that they're, my work is printed out there. So if you see people looking for submissions, like start with that and just work your way up. Um, yeah. So like, that's how I got, like my first was like in person through email and I tested for Rosa Parks. Um, and then how I got to working on Mimi with Scholastic is I got an agent. And also how I got an agent is not always how people usually tell you, you have to get an agent, which is usually you have your story idea, you, your pitch, and then you curate, you, there's a few words I cannot pronounce. I'm really bad at pronouncing yeah. stuff. But basically, you send your, your pitch to different agencies that are looking for submissions, and they'll look at your story and decide if they want to represent you. And with an agent, it's a lot easier to get into, like, the bigger publishers, like Scholastic, um, Random House, and, and et cetera. Mm. And, you know, they'll send it to, like, editors and be like, hey, this is the artist I represent, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I did a little bit of that, and the people that I reached out to were like, I'm not taking anybody, but good luck. Mm. Or, you know, like, well, you already have book deals, so you have nothing new, so good luck. And I'm like, okay, um, you know. But I was at Anime NYC. I don't know if it's the same year that I, I saw you. It might have been, actually. I don't know yeah. what year it was. But, it was, um, like, 2019? Yeah, it was 19. 19. Yeah. So my agent um, is Jana Morishima of Janako. Um, she used to work for Scholastic, um, actually like was one of the people behind starting their graphics imprint. 
and she was starting an agency and she really liked my art. She liked my comics because I always took my comics with me to show people that I could draw comics. And she was like, I am starting an agency. Are you represented? Would you be interested? Here is my card. And me, I'm very delicate. I like things really easy. I was yeah. like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. And so I signed on with her. Um, and that made things really easy too. Um, you know, I don't know if it's usual, like how my pitch with for Scholastic went, cause they were like super hands-on, um, yeah. because I went to my agent and I was like, I need money. I want to do like a quick kid's book or something. Like I need, I just, I need to survive so I can finish this other book. And mm -hmm. she started taking my picture, like some illustrations I drew and showing them to people and the folks at Scholastic was like, Oh, that's Shauna. I want to work with her. And I'm like, Oh, you know remember oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like I took like a stereotypical route, which yeah. is another thing I love about comics. There is no right or wrong way to do it. Um, some of it is just luck and being at the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. Mm -hmm. And some of it is like, yeah, going through, you know, the channels of and reaching out to agents, you know, or seeing if an editor at your favorite publisher has open submissions. They do that mm -hmm. sometimes. You want to look for open because if it's not open, they're not going to want to be bothered by you. It's going to be, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little rude. Um, so if their submissions are open, feel free to send in your pitch and, um, I'll get into that really, really quick, but basically for a comic book, um, like, rather a graphic novel pitch, you're going to want a full story outline, you know, nothing mm -hmm. crazy, just like a couple paragraphs to say, this is what happens at the beginning, middle and the end. And then you're going to want to show um, what the pages are going to look like. You don't have to draw the whole book like you would if you were working on in prose. Um, mm -hmm. You just draw like, you know, I would say at max, maybe 10 pages. You probably need more than that unless you really want to get super, super into it. Um, just show them how it's going to look in color and how your pencils look so they could get an idea of how everything is going to fail. Mm -hmm. And um, it really helps if you have comp titles, if you can be like my book, it's like um, Star Wars meets my little pony or, or my little yeah star wars <laughs> with meets my little pony this is my demographic that's going to be for uh kids 8 to 12 and this is how you could market that stuff really helps i'm really bad at that myself because i'm like i don't know i draw books for my inner oh. child so like whoever <laughs> yeah <it's> like <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> i feel that <laughs> yeah but like basically like that is pretty good, you know, to send to agents or, or editors and, and, but basically just, you know, draw comics, put it online. If you go to conventions, take your comics to conventions. And again, you don't have to mm -hmm. go to just comic conventions. I mostly went to anime conventions. Um, I think the one that I did the best at was Black Comic Book Fest in Harlem, though. Um, that's because it was in, it's in Harlem. A lot of publishers are in New York City, so they go there. Um, but yeah. again, you, you still never know, especially if your stuff is online. You don't know who is going to look at it. And so, um, yeah, if you don't do it, like, <laughs> well, they're going to know that you could do it. Exactly. You know, social <laughs> media is such a great tool. Like, I'll say for me, Kickstarter was great for marketing purposes. Like I, I did the Kickstarter because I needed money for to make yes. the comic, you know, but like it turned out to be a great like 
marketing tool and a lot of people end up seeing it because um kickstarter sends it out like makes it like a project we love and then um people send it to people people write articles about it and like i got my book deal because the publisher because you mentioned conventions like i actually went to a licensing expo mm-hmm. and so i like the publisher who um actually wanted magical girl's guide to life to be written like this this was not my idea <laughs> she came up to me and was like i have a book idea and i want you to write it and oh, that's I was so cool. like okay <laughs> yeah and so yeah what you're saying about putting yourself out there physically virtually in every crevice and corner that you can is yeah. like really really good advice because you really don't know who's watching like yeah it's so important and yeah it's hard i'm not gonna lie and say it's easy unless you're like super extroverted and brave like i don't know yeah i'm really shy um i'm a little embarrassed because i've had two editors reach out to me at a convention for a pitch and i never sent them a pitch so the next year that they saw me again they were like we're still waiting and i was like oh they're serious (laughs) okay Don't be like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love when people are, are willing to like wait, you know, <clears throat> even with my book, like I kind of was like, ah, for a year or two. <laughs> and then, I was, then they came back and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I like tweeted like a book idea, like a, literally just a sentence of a concept. And then a publisher emailed me and was like, we've been looking for more like, black female voices and this this and that and like send us your book and i'm like i haven't finished it yet (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah opportunity is everywhere um i think if you just keep on creating which Mm -hmm. the lesson i'm getting from your stories is like keep creating keep talking about your work and then the, the opportunities will find you yes yeah absolutely I love that. Oh, okay. So happy for you also. Oh my God. So cool. oh, no, happy for you. Okay. <laughs> like I saw the My Little Pony and I was like, I love My Little Pony. I even brought my comics because I was like, <laughs> pony game. <laughs> and so I can't wait to add yours into my collection. Awesome. Um, so now that we're at the halfway mark of the podcast, what I like to talk about near the end is cartoons. And I know we talked about Magical Girls already a little bit. So now I kind of want to talk about any and all cartoons. Like, what is your, okay, besides Sailor Moon, in fact, <laughs> not even, not even anime. Not let's, even anime. Let's, okay. let's switch things up. I do what like is, cartoons. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite Western cartoon, um, like, of all time? Oh, my God. You had to put the all time on it? Oh, yes, of I... all time. <laughs> Of all time or top top three because it's hard mm. to like pick a fave I okay <laughs> okay so top three i will definitely say steven universe Ooh, yeah. um that man that ride was so good <laughs> um gosh 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 top three um i want to say hey arnold too for a t- if i had to do a top i would put that there because how many cartoons back in the 90s and early 2000s was that diverse and like in the inner city like i grew up in the bronx so seeing that on tv was like all right this actually feels (laughs) like something to me and then the serious topics like i always bring up like the chocolate kid 
And <clears throat> that time that they were all like, like he was so addicted to chocolate that they were making him dance for chocolate. And then he kind of had to like wean off of his addiction. I'm like, that is some serious stuff. Like, yes. That's and then the, the Helga goes to therapy episode, like how oh, nice yeah. to show kids that it's okay to go to therapy and talk mm-hmm. about your feelings. That is so, so important. It's yes. Just, I love it. Such a, it was such a good show. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Top three. I'm like, do I pick something from the one more or something <laughs> from the present? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I know okay. it's so hard. I'm going to just spout off a couple of things. I really enjoyed watching Amphibia. I thought that was such a fun ride. I yeah. love, love, love Star versus the Forces of Evil. Oh, that I know was a good one. People don't like the ending, but I'm very easy to please. So it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just had fun. I'm like, it could have been a little bit better, but I had fun. <laughs> Um, I'm really excited about the Owl House too. Like, I think it's so. I've seen cool. the Owl House. It's it's really great. If you love like just Magic Academy stuff, like you will really like it. And also, yeah. it's really cool like to have a cartoon from Disney that has an openly bisexual main character. Oh, like I don't know. It's just like like I was watching like the third season premiere. I think it's the third season, and just seeing like just. It's just out in the open. They are. I don't want. I don't mean to spoil anything. It's just. No, it's okay. Okay, like like they're <laughs> girlfriends and they are in love and they are there holding hands, giving smooches, and I'm just sitting here like, is this yeah. reality? Like I never even thought I would see this on a Western cartoon for kids. Especially on Disney. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm so happy that that exists. You know, I'm so, so happy. So I have to give props to the Owl House. It's it's really, really great. Oh, my gosh. Um, So for some oldies, I have to throw out Powerpuff Girls because, of course. (laughs) And we're going to go with You would be Bubbles. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I just know you would be Bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you see, I feel like when I was little, I made Buttercup my favorite because I felt like not a lot of people would go for her because she wasn't the really cute one. Yeah. So I was like, it's okay, Buttercup. <laughs> I got your back. I will yeah. buy your toys. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do. I, I feel like a Bubbles, even though I love pink. So like yeah. awesome is like, oh, so it's like, oh my God, I feel like looking at Powerpuff Girl clothes and just being like, mm, so oh. tempting. Like I really should be responsible, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Let your inner child thrive. That's what I've been telling myself. I'm like, any doll I want, any comic I want, any cartoon I want to watch, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Do you remember Totally Spies? Of course. Yes. Yes. Okay, which one would you be? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Let me see. So Alex was the redhead, right? And then, or was that Sam? Sam was redhead and okay, green. Alex was the blonde, right? No, Alex was black, and then Clover was blonde. Clover, there we go. See, I, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I just, I know <laughs> no, there's I some names. That, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe Clover. I feel like I don't know. Mm. I like it when I get into that that ditzy like Callie like Valley Girl voice. I don't know. My voice changes all the time. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so <does> <laughs> Bounce between that and like a random British accent. I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. Yes, yes. 
my god. Uh, and then every time I go down south, I'll come home and I'll just start with a southern drawl, and I'm just like, how are you? But I feel like I just gravitate towards her because I think she's black. I don't even know. <laughs> like, That's how it was back then. You had like yeah. your ambiguous dark skin character, and they were mm. like, "Okay, I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it." Right? It's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of black characters, I love Miranda from um, "As Told by Ginger," and I know oh, she's like show. a mean girl. <laughs> I know she's a mean girl, but I'm like, I'm kind of happy to see us play a range of characters as long as it's not like a, like, stereotypically whatever. This is why representation matters so that you can have that mean character and it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is what black people are like. Like, no, Miranda, she's just a thief, but we love her. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Did you watch Wednesday? I have not seen Wednesday yet, no. Okay, okay. There's like a black mean girl. She's not even mean to me, but there's a black mean girl on there. So I wanted to get your thoughts because she's like a mermaid or a siren. Siren's a mermaid. Same thing, right? Like, kind of, kind of. They can be. Okay, so yeah, whenever you watch it, let me know because I love Wednesday. It's like 10 out of 10. I, I hear a lot of good things about it. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff I watch right away or just like watch like a lot later because my ADHD mind is like, I need to like look at YouTube videos <laughs> or yeah, let's try to finish Inuyasha again. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I'm trying. Um, or let's listen to podcasts. I feel that deeply. <laughs> but I feel that deeply. I like the idea of a, a black mean girl. Like, I think that's yeah like yeah why not i feel like you know the more um black mainstream characters that we get you know that aren't just like the sassy sidekick or whatever yeah um i think (laughs) it's better you know like we don't have to have like the perfect minority representation Mm -hmm. if we have like a nice range you know so um yeah let's have black mean girls but you know let's have our our girly cute black girls too and (laughs) let's have our tomboy black girls you know like because we are a wide range of personalities too exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) like i just i love stuff with like imperfect awkward quirky unusual black girls (laughs) yes (laughs) anything with that like i know insecure is not a uh cartoon or comic but (laughs) i do like how it's like a bunch of black women who are not perfect just making regular decisions like we make good and bad decisions every day and it's like i want people to (laughs) i want to be allowed to just be human Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird because it's like, you know, you can do whatever you want, but like, mm-hmm. you just have that voice in the back of your head. And it's just like, but I'm black. 
Yes. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I have to represent, I have to do this and I have to do that. And like, I even find myself like, and this is where a lot of the pressures and expectation comes from too, is where I'm like, I have to represent like, what if nobody else gets a chance again? Because like, I mess things up, <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I know, I know. I know what you mean, I know what you mean. But... Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I got to do this perfect. I have to be perfect. I have to smile perfectly. I have to, you know, make sure that everything goes perfectly right. And that's like, what a burden to bear. And I feel like every Black person bears that, like, burden of perfection. Perfectionism is a curse. Yeah, it really is. And especially when you're moving in a world where you're not treated with the same grace as other people. So it's like, you're always going to have that contention, like inwardly and outwardly. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Long story short, we need more cute black girls. More yeah. magical <laughs> black girls. <laughs> I'm give you more a mantra, okay? So yes. you want finished, not perfect. Yes. Just, just get through it. It doesn't have to be perfect. That. It just has to be done. I love that. I needed that. I needed that. Because <laughs> I'm working on a book and I need to finish it. So. Oh, I feel See, you. You are the magical girl. <laughs> you are actually the magical girl. <laughs> no, I'm rooting for you. Let's let's finish our books together. Yes. Like, yes. Hey, like, we'll hold each other trying to put another book on my plate. But I'm like, yeah, I like money. Let's oh do it. God. Let's do it. Oh. My, I got, I'm, my wrist is still young. Yes. <laughs> what a mood. Like, I like money, so let's go. <laughs> what a vibe. I could, I could just be cute, you know, and yes. just do what I like, vibe, and just be at survival. Yes. Like, I would be really happy, you know. I, I say that all the time. I just want to be cute and pay my bills, period. Yes. I'm always so, like, yeah, I would love to just be a kawaii housewife, but like in this economy. Yes. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> What a vibe. <laughs> you are speaking my inner thoughts. <laughs> just just to have that be the backup plan. You're like, yeah, I'm chasing my dreams, but if I get too overwhelmed right. and anxious, like I wanna know right. I can do this too, just for a little exactly. bit. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, so now that we are reaching the end of the pod, please tell everybody where they can find you because I think I forgot to ask that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so once again, my name is Shauna J. Grant, and you can find me online at Shauna Draws. And you can find me on Twitter at Shauna Draws. And Instagram and TikTok is Shauna Draws Cute. And if you're interested in any cute stickers or mini prints, I opened up a little shop. I'm a little terrified, but it's at shaunadrawscute.com. Um, so you, you can't go wrong typing Shauna Draws Cute and just, I will pop up everywhere. So don't worry. <laughs> um, and it would really, really make me super happy if you looked at my books, Mimi and the Cutie Yay. Catastrophe. Um, History Comics, Rosa Parks, and Claudette Coleman. Uh, Mimi Book 2 comes out 
next month and I think people would really like it because it deals with feeling sad, feeling a little blue Aww. and how do we cope with that as a child and I think that's so yeah. important especially for little black girls. So Yes. <laughs> yes, you're giving little black girls the permission they need to feel and have emotional openness. So I love it. <laughs> okay. This is amazing. You are amazing. Oh. Super magical. <laughs> Thank you for coming by my little podcast. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much for having me. <laughs> and hopefully I have you on again in the future. <laughs> because I love this chat. Hey. Okay, so um what I tried to do on one of my last podcast episodes was make like a heart. Can you like oh oh oh, oh it's working. Wait, keep it's going. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Okay, cool. All right. Goodbye, magical people.